you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Fourteen teams entered the playoffs. That's it. We got two teams remaining. It's Chiefs. It's Eagles mm. in Super Bowl Fifty Seven. It'll be played on Sunday, February twelfth, six thirty Eastern on Fox. Actor from Holmes uh, become the youngest quarterback in NFL history to reach ten postseason wins. Twenty-seven years, one hundred thirty-four days young, if you will. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live in New York City. It's Monday, January thirtieth. I'm Jamie Erdo. Let's Kyle Brandt. Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. What just made you shake your head and say, wow, there, Kyle Brown? Holmes, the 10th Holmes, playoff wins. Yeah. He's never played a road playoff game. He's never been eliminated <laughs> any earlier than the title game round. He's never had a divisional loss. It's an incredible thing. And yet, you don't want to lose two Super Bowls, right? You don't want to go one yeah. and three in Super Bowls. you got business to take care of, my friend. Great player. That's a lot to unpack on a championship Sunday. Peter, what do you lean to first after watching those games? All right, let's, let's just talk the officiating real quick because that's what everyone We're wants not to real talk quick. about. And, or, or not, like... There's, there's being upset with a couple of calls, and then they're saying that, they're, that you can discredit the Chiefs. And the two things can be separate. You could be upset with the calls if you're a Bengals fan this morning. And, you know, going back through them one by one by one, you can say, well, this wasn't a hold, or that was a hold, and this, that's fine. But you could also give credit to what those Chiefs did yesterday. You're talking about a team that, that didn't have Juju Smith-Schuster during this game. He did not have Kadarius Tony after he went down. Did not have Hardman after he went down. All the all the options going in were, hey, we're going to get those guys to step up. They all got injured. They were getting contributions from Sky Moore, Marcus Kemp in big spots, Noah Gray in a big spot. Like, my big takeaway was you could – be upset with the officiating as an NFL fan this morning. And we can talk about that and what we got to do over the offseason and discuss how these officials are chosen and what's wrong with why some officials call. 
that's a separate conversation. But you can also say that the Chiefs had an incredible victory last night and stepped up when a lot of players were injured and a lot of players went down. Guys that they never thought would have to step up in year one and year two in many examples did. I thought that was a gritty win by the Chiefs. But I'm also here to say on the NFL's league network with the shield all over us that Bengals fans, you could also be upset with the officiating. Yeah. You're allowed to be. Yeah. That's the nature of the game. And if you want to go to Twitter and be outraged, that's okay. I think in a couple days, those wounds will heal. Mm. And you'll realize that, oh, next year, we get a chance to do this thing all over again. And maybe it's our year and we can get over it. Just looking at the conversation, what's the thing that is the biggest point of contention? The third and nine. Yes. Because of the, com the, the redo, confusion there. The also, I think there was multiple holds on the Mahomes third and eight scramble. But do you want them to be throwing holding calls every single that. play? Yeah. I mean, look. There's a hold on every well, play. There's a hold on every play. There was a lot of flags yesterday in that game. And if you're a Bengals fan this morning, you want to blame the league, go for it. But yeah. you can also appreciate just how good the Chiefs yeah. were when it mattered most. Yep. The officiating snowball is a very tricky one, too, because I think it actually started way back in the Devontae Smith catch or no catch because the fact that the game wasn't stopped or a challenge mm. by, like and the fact that they people think that that should be on the officials to have made the right decision no. in the first place so it kind of when it starts mm -hmm. it doesn't stop but then to yeah. see the redo the, the six times it felt like they played third and nine six different times right. it was just a, a kind of a brutal bookend to yeah to your through. point 49ers fans were just as pissed on twitter too with yeah. officiating felt like every single call right. was going against the 49ers in that game was just added to for the 49ers, you're watching that game and you just feel bad. You feel bad for the fans. You feel bad for the players, especially the guys on defense as you're watching the game. It was like how many guys are going to throw a pass for the 49ers in this game? Brock Purdy goes down with an injury. He's only able to throw four passes in that game, and everybody's at home and they're just like, just put McCaffrey in the game and let him play quarterback. And it's just like, well, it's not that easy. Like The offensive coordinator in Shanahan, he's calling the plays. Quarterbacks are the guys that receive those plays and call it. You go Wildcat, you may have a selection of maybe five or six plays to run from the Wildcat. You can't just sit there and call those plays. So it was very tough to watch it. Josh Johnson, a fourth-string quarterback, they've already went from Trey Lance to Garoppolo to Brock Purdy. Now Josh Johnson's in the game, and you're looking forward to this matchup so much. And you just felt bad because you're just like they they have no answers. There's nowhere else to turn. There's no quarterback coming out. Steve Young's not warming up to come back in the game. There's nobody for them to turn to at this point. So as you're watching, you looked forward to this great conference championship in the NFC, and it was spoiled because there was no quarterback. It used to be in the NFL, you'd have a third quarterback designation. They got rid of that in mm -hmm. recent, you know, Jason as a NFLPA representation and as someone who's been in these conversations. I'm putting you on the spot. Is that the type of deal where the PA can suggest, hey, moving forward, or is that something that comes out of the league? I think that's more the competition committee that would probably, and I, don't quote me, I'm yeah, not no, of for course, sure, I'm but you. I think that would be more the league deciding to do that when it comes to rules, and that's all on the competition committee of deciding, hey, like we need to do this. And I think for fans everywhere watching, yeah. I mean, for Fox, yeah. like you have this game on, you would love to have that emergency quarterback to throw in, just somebody who knows how to run the offense. Because the 49ers, I mean, they're down three touchdowns and they're still handing the ball off because Brock Purdy can't throw. Yeah. He threw mm -hmm. two screen it's a passes. Shame. And, it is. Changes and Jimmy's the standing right there. It's, yeah. I mean, who knew, Jimmy's health was kind of maybe he could come back. Yeah. He was there and he was right. in street clothes. It was very strange. Uh, what did we learn from this weekend? I think the Eagles are winning the Super Bowl. I'm just going to say it right now. It's 13 days away. Mm -hmm. And I just, it's, this is, I might be wrong and I've been wrong before. I last time the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, I thought they would win and they lost to the Buccaneers. Not anti Chiefs at all. It's, it's just pro Eagles. I, I think they were the best team of the four, I think they're the best team of the two. He can overthink this very easily. In the games that Jalen Hurts plays, they are 16-1. It's, it's a very, very convincing statistic. 
Also, so is the fact they've played two playoff games and won them by a combined 55 points. It's not their fault that they knocked the Niners quarterbacks out of the game, both of them with their pass rush. They destroyed the Giants. Look, I think they're healthier. I think there was about 20 minutes into this game, there was the sense of, let's just hope we don't have any big injuries for the Eagles because we are going to win this game. Let's just hope that A.J. Brown or Devontae or certainly Jalen doesn't pull up limping. They didn't. I think this is a perfectly constructed roster. I think the Chiefs isn't quite as perfect. I understand the power of Mahomes, absolutely. I'm just watching these games, and I think, again, I think this was by far the best of the four teams. I think they're the favorite. I think they should be the favorite. I think they should be an easy favorite. Maybe the Chiefs win. 13 days ahead of the game, I think the Eagles are winning the Super Bowl. Mm. Regardless of your Give out a second there. That's, that's a take, man. I, I mean, listen. They're not, they're not favored. Chiefs are, fa- Chiefs are favored right now. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't make the lines. I don't follow the lines. I just follow the games. 16-1. and one. Like, they, they're, they're incredible. The O-line, the D-line, those are the lines I follow. Mahomes has been there. This Mahomes is another trip. trip. Understood. Understood completely. Kelsey's you, been there. Lane Johnson's been there. Carson didn't throw the ball well either. It's fun. When you have done this before, yeah. do you uh, internal, like, now you're going to waver over the next 13 no. days? Or, Peter, you could speak to this. Like, no. does, will he stick no, to this? He's, now he's, he's got a conviction. And, I mean, and he's not wrong. cheering for the Eagles. I'm, no, no, I, I'm not, even, not, not even. I just I, I think the Eagles are a great team. Yeah. And I think the Chiefs have some great players yeah. and have played some great football. I think they're working against a lot more than the Eagles yeah. are. You want to leave yourself a window where you can yeah. back out of this. It's 13 sure. days. Listen, in, in 10 days, if there's news, if there's a major development yeah. with the personnel or the coaching, of course I'm going to say that. Just right now, I've been watching the games. I think I just saw the best team in the world, and I think they were green. They've right. been the best team all season, too. So it's not, it's Yeah, not this, I'm not going out of my lane here. And it's not, I love the Chiefs. I, I really do. I love all they got going on. It's not anti-Chiefs. It's pro-Eagles. I think the Eagles are great. I do. Can I do some Tony Romo? But Mahomes! <laughs> I don't know, Peter! <laughs> yeah. I, what about Mahomes? I like Jalen Hurts, too. Mahomes is great. I think I like the Eagles more. Like Unconventional. It. There you go. I like it. All right, so let's focus with Ian Rapport on first the 49ers, some of their head coaching decisions and where their defensive coordinator could be going, but then also elsewhere around the league and a team that we love to talk about here. What's going on, Ian? We'll start with D'Amico Ryans, the 49ers defensive coordinator, still at this moment, going to spend the morning meeting with players and, and general postseason uh, kind of things, meetings, and, and gathering everything that has gone on after a very, very long season. But this actually could move quickly because the Houston Texans have identified D'Amico Ryans as their top choice to be their new head coach. My understanding is a second interview, a second meeting could happen as soon as this afternoon. And if all goes well, If the Texans and D'Amico Ryans decide to come together, which based on the people I've spoken with, that is the expectation, then maybe as early as tomorrow, he could officially be their new head coach. So expect a second meeting with D'Amico Ryans and the Texans at some point today, and then maybe an official hire mid this week or potentially even tomorrow. Meanwhile, for the Dallas Cowboys and Kellen Moore, about the opposite. They have parted ways mutually Uh, This is something where Mike McCarthy is going to move in his own direction, hire his own people, could end up calling plays, which, of course, he has not done with Kellen Moore as the play caller for the Cowboys over the past couple years. And Kellen Moore could be on the move as well. Even before the news came out that these two sides were parting ways, the Chargers requested permission to speak with him. They are doing that. Would not be surprised if this accelerates quickly as well. He is a prime candidate to be Justin Herbert's OC in Los Angeles. Hmm. 
Hmm. Well, he has been the uh, with the Cowboys, Kellen Moore has, since 2018, moved his way up, and now he is uh, looking to go elsewhere. So we'll see where he lands. Rap Sheet, thank you very much. We know you'll let us know when it becomes permanent or even if you hear rumbling. So we appreciate you. All right, what do we make of the Cowboys and Kellen Moore parting ways, however you want to call it? The point is he's not calling their offense anymore next year. Kellen Moore could go somewhere else, Peter. But how do the Cowboys handle this now moving forward? I think they were like the number one rated offense in the league, too. Like they put up a ton of points. So it's not necessarily performance-based. Um, you said he's been with them since 2018. He actually yep. was there since 2015 because he was a player in 2015, right. 2016, 2017. That's so this is real. eight years of Kellen Moore as you know a backup to Dak and then to then his offensive exactly. coordinator. Than the play caller. I think what's fascinating about this is I think Mike McCarthy's like, all right, if my job is going to be on the line every single time I take it, put it on me. Okay. Now, I don't know what a Mike McCarthy offense looks like these days. We saw the, the Kellen Moore offense, and we saw what that was. He was the play caller. Now Mike McCarthy is most likely going to take over play calling, which is a big bite at the apple, but it's basically like, all right, I'm going all in on myself. Kellen will end up somewhere else. He'll be a, an OC somewhere else, no doubt, and he'll be fine, and that's that. And after eight years in a place and you guys don't advance past a divisional round, it's time for a breakup. But I think the Mike McCarthy aspect of this is really interesting. The last time we saw Mike McCarthy calling plays was in Green Bay, and it mm -hmm. wasn't always the, the most elaborate offense. So I'm curious to see what we get from Dallas. They were really good with Kellen Moore calling the plays. Let's see if they can get better uh, addition by subtraction. And now Mike McCarthy saying, put it on mm -hmm. me. Yeah, it was crazy to me. You look at Kellen Moore, and he was interviewing for the Carolina Panthers head coaching job. Last year, he was a finalist for the Miami Dolphins head coaching job. So this is a guy that's a hot name, a commodity that people want, and now they're mutually parting ways. It's kind of like I look at it and I'm like, all right, what was the relationship with Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy, but also with Dak Prescott because he's a $40 million quarterback and if you're letting the OC go, I gotta assume that Dak's okay with it in a sense because you don't want to ruffle that, those feathers and that type of relationship. But I'm with you, Peter. If I'm Mike McCarthy, and everybody's going to blame me every time we get in the playoffs if we don't run an offense the right way and sure. they don't run the right play and it's a quarterback uh, sneak or the quarterback draw last year with Dak Prescott and then this year we're talking about the last play of the game and all these different things like well I'm just going to call the plays I'm an offensive guy that's why I got hired to be a head coach was because of my play calling ability so I'm going to do it myself and call the plays and if it fails I can look in the mirror and I can stand up here in the presser and say well I blew that call this that and the third so I understand Understand it, and when you lose games the same way, somebody has to get the blame. That's why every year in the NFL, the one thing we say is consistent is change. If you're not hoisting a trophy at the end, there's going to be change somewhere, somehow. But the Cowboys are loath to do change. That's why I'm surprised by this, and in a way, I'm impressed by this. Because mm. I remember after they lost, Dak came out and said, you know, it's unacceptable, unacceptable. It's like, no, what do you mean? They accepted it last year. They accepted it the year before. They're going to accept it next year. It's, what, he, what he means is they scored 12 points in a playoff game. Something has to happen. Yeah. You have to make change. You can't just say, ah, I'll get him next year, because you never get him next year. You just don't. I still thought McCarthy might not be there anymore. So they had to make some kind of change. You can't let the dog go on the carpet and not stick his nose in it. And then, then you know what happens? Goes on the carpet again. And that's what they've done, as we know, well documented since the mid-90s. So, look, is Kellen Moore getting blamed for this? Maybe. Is Mike McCarthy going to flounder next year when he's left to his own devices? Maybe. But to Peter's point, he's like, look, I'm a chef. I'll cook. I'm going to cook the damn food. And if you don't like it, then I'm out of here. Yeah. But I like the fact that the Cowboys didn't just simply run it back and say, we'll get him next year. I like that there was a change. There needed to be one. Yeah, listen, these, these teams, on any given game, season regime if you will like the gears keep going it, it just depends on if they click in and they start working mm. together in order for a team to work like that obviously wasn't the thing that was working but what I'm intrigued by is this Kellen Moore opportunity to potentially go 
to the Chargers. Talk We're not saying it. it's happening, but like they're missing something in Los Angeles. The Chargers have all a very talented young quarterback. They have a bright, brilliant young head coach. They're not winning. They're not getting to the postseason. What is happening there? They're missing something. Is Kellen Moore it? That could be an opportunity for him because there was a knock on Kellen Moore when he was when he graduated, if you will, from being a quarterback for the Cowboys to becoming the quarterback coach immediately. A year or two later, becomes offensive coordinator. The question kind of is, is he a good coach? Can he make a guy better? Well, here's your chance, Kellen Moore, whether it is the Chargers or someone else. Go and make a name for yourself. Prove that you are the reason. There is a good reason why you're wearing that headset and you're in charge of an offense. I think wherever he goes, he has to really turn a corner here from a coaching perspective, and he could really emerge as, like, this isn't just a shoe-in. I was the Cowboys coach mm-hmm. co- quarterback, so I'm going to become one of their coaches. I think he's got I think it's a case of you've got to go somewhere else to prove yourself. And he was underneath two offensive coaches. So now if it is the Chargers or something like that, Staley being a defensive mm-hmm. guy, it's he'll probably have offense. It's his offense. Like yeah. now you go do you it. You realize he's he's 34 years old. Yeah. Born in 1988. I mean, years, like this is, this is a young man. So yeah. he's still got a lot of coaching ahead of him. But I'd be curious because everyone's saying now LA and Ian had that earlier, and that's great. If Baltimore comes calling and Baltimore is mm. like, would you want to be the offensive coordinator of Lamar mm. Jackson? Would that not be interesting to see a little different version of of, of Kellen Moore can bring with it. Well, well, then the it goes boat. that, here's the question. It's like, if you're going to start your franchise, do you want Lamar Jackson or Justin Herbert as your yeah. quarterback? And thus the wheel continues. If around. I'm the coordinator for the Ravens, am I coaching Lamar Jackson? Like, That's oh. fair too. That's another question. Yeah, I don't know if I'm signing up yet. Yeah. yeah. Were you saying the Chargers are definitely missing something? Yeah. They're missing it. Their star pass rush was missing a few things this weekend, wasn't he? I think it was a few IQ points. Are you kidding me, Joe? Bosa. Are you kidding me? What's going on? I was getting our championship game balls. I mean, that was a rough appearance. So you're not saying, if I just say Brant. Yeah, I'm going to give my game ball to Joey Bosa. Brant. Brant. Brant, you're just going to tee up. I'm just going to immediately scream at you in the camera and talk about how rich I am and talk. I mean, that was a rough look, Joey. Uh, Championship game balls. I'm giving mine to Joey Bosa at a great performance in Philadelphia. Uh, Right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with Some everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. 
And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Time now for GMFB Game Ball, where it feels like this ball becomes a lot more important. We're into Super Bowl territory, conference championship territory, top performers from the weekend. Guys, who earned your game ball from Championship Sunday? Peter, you get to go. Best player on the field in the Chiefs versus Bengals game was not an offensive superstar. It was not a wide receiver. It was not one of the two heralded quarterbacks. It was number 95 in red. Chris Jones gets my game ball. Unblockable player. They had him inside, they had him outside. And whereas we all just assumed, well, the Bills, you know, they couldn't really, you know, get to Burrow. So I guess the offensive line is great in Cincinnati. And those three injuries didn't really matter. Oh, no, 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 no. Maybe Chris Jones is much better than anybody playing for the Bills. Mm. And maybe Chris Jones is a, a, a defensive player of the year finalist. He looked like Derek Thomas. He was unbelievable. <laughs> he looked like Neil Smith and Derek Thomas know. in awesome. one. <laughs> came from the outside, came from the inside. He came into this game, and, and Romo and Nance documented it well. With zero career postseason sacks, he missed two key sacks opportunities in last year's yeah, NFC Championship yeah. game. He had the biggest plays. He was there in the biggest moment. Chris Jones, defensive player of the year finalist, saving his best for mm. last. And now he's going to his third Super Bowl mm. as a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. Congratulations. It was awesome. That yeah, stat was that. crazy. The stat yeah, thing was nuts. And after the game, he said, don't ever call their stadium Burrowhead. It will always be Arrowhead. <laughs> and I love that part. And a lot of it had to do with his quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. And that's who I'm giving my game ball to. This guy, I, I, I doubted him. I thought the ankle, I didn't know if he'd have enough. The weapons around him going into the season, we all talked about it. And somehow or another, he always shows up. Started the game, a lot of quick passes. We saw him rolling to his left. He ends up coming up gimpy on the ankle. But he just kept going, play after play, throwing the ball a ton of times. This guy's in his sixth season. He is heading to his third Super Bowl. Kyle said it earlier, has never played a road playoff game. And that has to do with the way he plays all season long. This guy is tough. He gritted out that performance yesterday. There was never a doubt that he was going to be out there. And he got his team another victory. And they're heading to another Super Bowl. Mm. Patrick Mahomes, I am sorry that I ever doubted you. Oh. You did not. It was really awesome. Uh, you know what else has been awesome? We've been watching this this Brock Purdy Disney movie. Experience. Yeah. This beautiful young protagonist. And I just don't remember at the end of any Disney movies the dimple-faced protagonist gets a, a chair broken over his head by a villain. That was what Hassan Radek did yeah. in this game. Sorry, I got your Disney movie right here. This was a villain in the truest sense if you're oh. a 49ers fan. He also kind of ruined our Sunday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. the game was over. Oh, you know what's no. funny is that after he hit Purdy... Oh. He knocks Purdy out of the game. Two snaps later, he hits Josh Johnson for a massive loss on the second play of the next series. He just and this, and right here, he just ended the game basically in the first five minutes, and I don't blame him for a second. That is a bad dude. And you know what, <laughs> Jay, you're coming off the Mahomes thing. Duck, chip, 
Have help. Uh, he, was, he had an incredible performance. Ruined our Sunday afternoons. Ruined the Disney movie. But Don't incredible. put Noah Gray and Kelsey on oh. Hassan Reddick. Don't, no, don't. Yeah. Noah Gray. Don't. Block Hassan Reddick. What about no. our boy Jody Fortson? No. Yeah, yeah no, I'll pass it. on that. What do you got? Um, in the same game, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go big picture. Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni gets my game ball, but there is a specific moment that I was in love with. Okay, okay. so Trent Williams pulls the guy down, right? What does Sirianni do? The entire Eagles team stays on the sideline because this man has complete control. He's like, guys, 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 we're going to a Super Bowl. No one's getting kicked out. No one's getting fined. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn around and say, that's what we like to see. Let's go. This man has been uh, controversial, let's say, with some of his sideline behavior. I love it. Nick Sirianni, uh, two years ago yesterday was your introductory press conference mm. as a head coach of ah. the Philadelphia mm. Eagles. And two years ago, two years later, yesterday, you send yourself to the Super Bowl. I think that's awesome, Nick Sirianni. It is awesome. It is. Awesome. I think that's also like, can we just talk about that moment in the game for a minute? We didn't focus on it because it's just. unsavory. It's yeah. unsavory. It got completely out of game, out of control at the end. Yes. Trent Williams lost Ooh. his composure. Greg Olson on the call says, Trent Williams has had enough. Yep. And maybe the biggest, strongest guy in the league is throwing people. And then you had this moment that felt NBA playoffs-like where you're like, who's leaving the bench? Could there right. be yeah. suspensions for so, the Super Bowl? It was a crazy moment and Sirianni just stumped right into it. Nuts. So the reason why I even thought to highlight that moment because I was at a local establishment, let's say, in New Jersey with a bunch of Eagles fans, and they all had the same thought, which is like, look, no one has left the Eagles sideline because they know they're going to win. They don't want to mm-hmm. mess anything. Everyone from the 49ers is out there because and then the one face you did see from the Eagles because he was already there was Ndamukong Sue, yeah, who right. just tweeted, like, I'm headed to Arizona. Yeah. The story for him going back to a Super Bowl, unbelievable. But I just found that Nick Sirianni, in that moment, his players doing what they knew best is a promotion of his job because if they had behaved yeah. otherwise, it would have been his yeah. fault. I just say something? Trent Williams is a bad man. Let's do an interact. No, let's do it. How about Trent Greenlaw? I've never seen that before either. Oh, well, it would have been nice yeah. to see Sue and Trent Williams. If, I mean, who you got? Who you no, got? Who you got? No. Octagon. They just stared at each other. I'm not choosing Octagon. that one. No, exactly. I'm like, Peter, I, I don't want to choose one. I'm not, I don't want to make either one of them angry. I no, want no exactly. part. The official yeah. on the PA said both teams return to the sideline. You don't hear that much. No, yeah. It got right, hairy right, fast. Right, Thank exactly. God it didn't get worse. Exactly. All right, coming wow. up. Both Sue. number one seeds are headed to the big game. We're going <laughs> to... We are going to break down the Super Bowl matchup next. We've been talking about the teams and how they got there, but now let's talk hey, about the Ant-Man. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, football! Well, Selva, out on the West Coast, I know you as somebody who uh, claims Northern California as one of your own, probably a heartbreak day for you. I know that was tough to watch. Listen, the Eagles are on a top seed for a reason, right? And they showed us why they were on Sunday. Mm-hmm. This is what I will say, though. In the coming days, we're going to be hearing from debate shows and maybe talk radio shows where the Eagles, they will be subjected to constantly the chatter of you only beat a fourth-string quarterback and a third-string quarterback. It is going to galvanize the fan base, and it will galvanize the players. And if they beat Mahomes, they'll say, see, everybody thought we couldn't beat a real quarterback. That's my Mm -hmm. prediction. There you go. I like it, Will. Bigger, why not? While we are on the subject of talking of the Eagles, why don't I continue to talk about them? Donna Kelsey, she is the mom Mm. of Jason and of Travis Kelsey as well. She appeared on NFL now on Friday and said it would be a dream come true if her boys would be able to play against each other in the Super Bowl. Well, as we now know, that dream has become a reality. And the guys were talking about the special moment that lies ahead for them. Yep, I got a Kansas City sweatshirt I'm going to wear for the next three hours. And then that's it for the rest of the year. Win or lose, I'm done being a Chiefs fan in three hours. So looking forward to seeing uh, who wins that one. Two really good teams. Uh, so, yeah, not trying to get my hopes up, but we'll, we'll see who we're playing. Haven't talked to him yet, but uh, cool cool scenario to be in. My mom can't lose. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. It's going to be an amazing feeling playing against him. And, uh, you know, obviously I respect everybody over there in the Eagles organization. And you won't see me talking too much trash because of how much respect and how much I love my brother. But it's just it's definitely going to be a... Uh, it's going to be an emotional game, that's for sure. They'll certainly be garnering a lot of attention on Super Bowl 57 opening night. Two weeks talking about the Kelsey brothers. Kyle, just to inform you that Mike Trout is also an Eagles fan. And by the way, did <laughs> you there? know? Yes. And also, did you know Andy yeah. Reid coached in Philadelphia mm. for 14 years? Mm-hmm. Just giving you the heads yeah. up. Yeah. Letting you know. FYI, everybody. Yeah. Jerome Bettis is from Detroit, too, everybody. Mm-hmm. It's incredible homecoming for you. Oh, him yeah. Thank you, Will. Thank Very you. good. Will, yeah. thank you. We appreciate you. Um, so here you go. Yep. Those are the teams that are locked <laughs> into well. Super Bowl 57. And you don't see the other Kelsey brother in that photo, but uh, I guess let's just mention that since we have a twin brother at the table here that has played in the Super Bowl himself with his brother. Yeah, we were, we were on the same team. I think it's cool. Uh, I think for me, obviously, we've talked about it. Those two will never go against each other in the game. But I am really excited for Donna Kelsey. I remember mm-hmm. going down in the Super Bowl playing it with my brother. There was a day where my mom came over to the team hotel and she had her own press conference where they asked her questions. I look forward 
to hearing from Donna Kelsey <laughs> talking about the two and their battles growing up. Did they fight each other a lot? Did they dream? How did they dream about this moment? Uh, it'll be really cool for the Kelsey family in general. Can we? Can we? Can Kyle? we not as a show? Can we decide that we're not going to? You don't want to talk about the brothers? I, I don't want to go that far. Please, please, please. no, right. go ahead. I think that if Travis Kelsey was a defensive tackle, this is amazing. I think if Jason Kelsey was a safety, this is amazing. And they will have direct Super Bowl combat against each other physically. I love this. These guys have both been in the league a long time. They're on opposite sidelines. There will be no interaction whatsoever in the game. It's just this fun thing where they're brothers and we like both of them. But there's really not much else to it. I think it's so low-hanging fruit. I contend. I have an argument. What do you got? Tell me. I, I'm open. I'm open. What do you got? We ooh and ah yeah. over Eli and Peyton. And we are like, oh, my God. Eli said to say, these guys are as big of personalities as Eli and Peyton. We did the Manning Bowl. I remember when they played week one, probably 10 years ago. What was that? It was on yeah. NBC. And it was like, oh, my God, their face gets and these guys are almost bigger, more unique personalities okay. with what they say, and they actually talk trash to each other. And I think if we're going to do it for the McCourties, which we did, and of we loved we it. Did. You guys were teammates. Damn right we did. And we were going to do it for the Mannings. We're going to yep. do, do what? What do you want to do Acknowledge with Acknowledge it. Like, you okay. don't even want to talk so about it. we're acknowledging it right two now. Two brothers who grew up what in the same the house What is the next segment we do about The this? chances the of this segment? happening. Like, what do you got? My pick is that they host a podcast together yeah. and they have this whole Original. great thing. And that the two are of them and that they're going to have bragging rights for the rest of their lives. These two brothers who are obviously very close. What jersey is the family going to wear? They this go half a- and half jersey. It's incredible. They, they got to go get it drawn up. Right down why, the we did the, the Barber brothers. We did Tiki and Ronda. I guess they played against each other. What are you talking about? As a media, why can't these guys get the same? They are. Just like, let's get it out of here. I don't understand what the next segment is we do after we say, they're brothers. This is really interesting. They have a mother. Like, what is the next segment? We've done this for years. They've already told all their childhood Can't you stories. Say, like, who's going to have the bigger impact? No, no, that's, that's no, way. no, no. We've already that. told all their childhood stories. We <laughs> know the first time they got in a fight. We know the first time Travis beat them in the basketball court. They've told these stories. <laughs> this is nothing new. They're out there. You can go. You, all right, fine. It's all there. Do this, if you don't want to do this, then the second that there is this unbelievable shot that puts a bow on a Super Bowl where yeah. one is crying yeah. tears of happiness and the other one is crying and they are consoling each other, you don't get to show it and you don't get to talk about it and you don't get to roll sound from it. I'm okay with that. Absolutely fine with that. Jamie, I hear you. I'm okay with it. You can put your own embargo on it, but don't put it on the rest of us. I actually love you for this because I think every other show is going to do the whole, you know, very earnest, like, so are we. Wow. Yeah. You guys know where I'm coming from? A hundred percent. Jamie, you don't understand where I'm coming from? This is so rote and so stock. So low-hanging fruit. We're trying to be an original show with original ideas. I do from this perspective. The year yeah. me and Dev went, by the end of those two weeks, right. it was like, my goodness. Yes. Like, you guys are brothers. We're both so. in the Super Bowl. We talked about it for the whole first week. And then you're there Go media on. night on a Monday night, and we're still talking about it. Now, yeah. of course, in that spotlight, you run with it because all the eyeballs sure. are on you. But in my mind, I'm like, there's no way they can still be asking oh, us no, about us. You're sick brothers. of hearing about it because people not like him actually followed through on asking about the storyline. He's asking to not do it 13 days in advance. He yeah. doesn't even want to touch it. Jamie, I, I really think I speak for the people at home that they're like, we get it. They're brothers. Like, I, this is not a me thing. I think there's a lot of people who understand that the Kelsey's are brothers, and we're addressing it. We're not doing five, six minutes on it, but I just don't see what's new. It's I like, love both these guys. I want guys. to talk about, about it, maybe not for two weeks, but I want to talk about it. What do you want to say? 
say it. Say There's it. people outside oh. of the Kansas City and the Philadelphia yeah. fan base that don't maybe know who yes, they Jason do, Jason. Kelsey no, no, is. No, no, yes, they to do. a certain they extent. Know. They to know. a certain extent. Where now you get to hear some of those stories. You get to laugh with them okay. and enjoy the moment. Yeah. They may not know that Donna Kelsey traveled to both games a year ago. Okay. So now they get to hear it again. I do appreciate it. We are a show that prides itself on being asymmetric. Trying. We're trying. Flipping There's different perspectives on the Different takes. You earlier in the season said, I'd rather not talk about the Cowboys at the moment. And that got a big blowback because everyone talks about the no. Cowboys at the moment. It's not a me thing. It's not a you thing. It's our show thing. And it's do we want to just do what everyone else does and go, Kelsey Bowl? Mm -hmm. I hear you on that. Sorry that to said, be a grump. I'm I think sorry. they're they're gonna leave they're they're pretty good personalities. They're great personalities. Yeah. They've been celebrated for years and will continue to be. I just end the point with this. You know what's it's an incredible matchup. I'm, I love both these guys. We've told the stories for you. I just don't want to spend the next two weeks talking about, can we talk about the fact that they're brothers? Let's talk about the fact that the Eagles and the Chiefs are both the one seed and they're both great teams and it'll be a great game. The brother thing is just cutesy, low-hanging fruit, and we just picked it. You know what's going to be original content is I'm just going to lay these stories on you so thick for the next two weeks. That's and I'm your gonna have like that. I'm going to have that little box just on your reaction face because you're going to have to sit here and listen to it. If they're good, I can't wait. The stories? If they haven't been told, I can't wait. There's, that's a challenge, Jamie, because I'll tell you what. Right. The New York Times, the Washington Post, right. ESPN. We're going to get a lot of it. So I don't want to hear you it. doing some story that someone else wrote about. you got to find your find own, Jamie. I trust you. You, know, you can make a great point. Like, you bring it up one day. Like, tomorrow, if we want to do another segment on the Kelsey You're Brothers. Teething. I want to talk about it. But to his point, if what would the question? Fresh. What would the tea up be, be if yeah. tomorrow we say, all right, we want to hit on mm -hmm. the Kelsey Brothers in this segment? Mm -hmm. What would the tea up be? I want to know who the producer of their podcast is. I want to know things like mm -hmm. that. I want things that no one else is discussing. Mm -hmm. So then we're allowed to talk about yes. it. Yes. Yeah, fresh. fresh. Yes. Fresh. And not what everyone else is saying. Childhood yeah. photos, there they are. Like, we, we've done all of that. These guys are not new players in the league. They've been in the league for years, both of them. We've covered all of it. So fresh content, asymmetrical, that's what we will do on GMFB. Okay, great. This. Great. We were asked to say our first impressions of Super Bowl 57. That was it. That was our first impression. Here we go. The Pro Bowl games presented by Verizon are almost here. They're new, and I think we're all pretty excited to find out what they're going to be about. Watch the Manning brothers face off. The Manning brothers, Kyle, as they coach the best in the league. Even catch a special live concert performance from... Ray Sremmerd. What the Chromatica brothers to come out for the Pro Bowl games. Limited Automatica? tickets still available yeah. Sunday, February 5th, 12 p.m. Pacific time at Allegiant Stadium, Las Vegas. Visit ProBowl.com slash tickets to buy your tickets today. Kyle, you're going to be there, right? Yes, I am. Hanging out with the Banning yes, brothers. I'm going to Las Vegas. Oh. Anytime there's a major event with brothers playing in, I'm there. It's mm -hmm. And Kelsey's, McCourty's, Manning's. Yes, I'm going mm -hmm. there. I'm going to get into all kinds of hijinks, guys, I promise. Um, you want hijinks, though. The Cincinnati mayor. Um, <laughs> We know him. That's kind of like the people's mayor <laughs> at this yeah. point. Yeah, he uh, had some major drama with his tweets before the game about a paternity test and Burrow as Mahomes' father. So Travis Kelsey, brother of Jason, responded post-game last night. How about this beautiful trophy, huh? Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You gotta fight for your right to you know the song. No. All right, that's incredible. Um, if you didn't stay up for that, know your role, shut your mouth, you jabroni, and then a Beastie Boys reference after it. Peter, you like it? I love it. I mean, mm -hmm. the Kelsey brothers, they do it for me, man. I love the Kelsey brothers. Anytime <laughs> you can talk about family and football and put them together, it's all about, we dude. have two weeks to be able it's to it. talk about that. It's I'm going to need a T-shirt with Travis and Jason <laughs> on both sides, and I'm wearing that for the whole week of the Super Bowl. That's the only matchup I want to talk it. about. If, if you covered a lot of Super Bowls, there's the great tradition of the storylines that are just beaten to a pulp. Mm. 
And this one could be a first ballot Hall of Famer because the game's been over for 20 minutes and okay. we've already done three segments. I have an idea. The fact that there's brothers <laughs> no, in this game. I'm yes. going to unearth new Kelsey Brothers stuff. You have to come up with original thoughts from other people oh, because if you stuff. think it's going to be beaten to a pulp, stuff. then you have yeah, to come up with brand new stuff. I'll get right on. I'll put it on TikTok. Nah, check me out on did TikTok. You know that Travis Kelsey played quarterback? I did. You know Jim and John Harbaugh were brothers when they coached? Snap you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.